Hey guys, welcome to the Her Mind Matters podcast. Each week, I will take you on a journey where we dive deeper into the topics of mindfulness, body and self-image, relationships, sex, and business. I'm a hairstylist and have been an entrepreneur for five years now. My badass co-host, Marcy, who is a photographer, has owned her own business for four. These topics will reflect our own personal experiences wrapped up into 30 minutes. It's easy to listen to and you are able to apply them to your busy lives. As a stylist, I love making others feel beautiful. And of course, hair and makeup matter to me, but her mind matters more as I believe everything in life is mind over matter. So join us every week with an open heart and an open mind as we give no fucks. Hey guys! Hey! It's here. It's happening. Today is the day. First episode of Her Mind Matters podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're shitting our pants a little bit. <laughs> my name's Molly. I'm Marcy. And we are going to co-host you through an amazing journey. So, this is how we're going to roll, guys. Each week we're going to go over a new topic, and we're just going to base today's topic off of relationships. So, if you've been following me at all, and even if you haven't, you're going to know all the things you need to know about Molly fucking Meek. And we're going to start with um, pretty much the elephant in the room. So, my divorce. I feel like it's what I get so many questions about. It's what people email me the most about. They want to know how I'm doing, how I'm holding up, how the process has been. And so, Marcy is just going to help me dive into all the things today. We're just going to not bullshit it, and we're going to dump right in. Yep. So let's do this. Okay. All let's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So what's the story? All right. How did we get here? How did we get here? That's a great question. So I met my ex um, almost 10 years ago now. We met online. And it is not the online that I speak no. of today. No. <laughs> that That's a whole nother podcast episode. That will be a whole other online podcast. Online dating. I am so grateful that I am not in that little fishbowl. Yeah, it's right terrifying. Now. I'm avoiding it like the plague right now. But it wasn't like that back then. It was right. so it not that it was normal because we wouldn't tell people that we met online for the longest time because it was yeah. like it's like shameful. Yes, that's why, why is there you, so much shame? I don't know. That? Like so much shame. People would look at you weird. They'd be like, "Oh, you met online? You're those people. You're those people." So it was funny. I actually wrote it out on our program at our wedding on like our online dating story. Yeah. <laughs> so that everyone knew. Yeah. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. So we dated for like a couple years and actually the summer before we got engaged, I broke up with him. Okay. And I think There's your sign. I know. There's <laughs> your sign. No, but it really was. <laughs> I just had this feeling in my gut that was like, mm, not the one. Yeah. And I should have followed it. Wow. But I kept telling myself this story that was like, those were committal issues. I got scared. I had cold feet. Because I saw him heading in that direction, and I was like, oh my gosh, we were five years apart, so I was five years younger than him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was just me not wanting to commit at that time. Okay. But I How old were you then? So, we always joke, I still had like a vertical license. Oh my so, gosh, so you weren't even 21. <laughs> you were a baby. Was, a baby. Yeah. was that when you first started dating or when you were about to get married? That's when we first started dating. I think I was 20, 
one when we got married, maybe. I was getting ready to turn 22, I think. Okay. Yeah. So wow. young. Yeah, really young. So young. So yeah, maybe I had committal issues, but I also had an intuition that I didn't listen to that back yeah. then. You know what I mean? So we ended up smoothing things over and we got back together. And okay, wait, I want to go back. Okay, let's go back. I want to go back okay. because I like want to know more about this intuition. Like, so what happened? You okay. broke up. How long? Did, what was so that? So we broke up and it was like the beginning of summer okay. and it was for like maybe a few months. Okay. We broke up in like July and we ended up getting back together around our anniversary in like the beginning of August. So like those feelings started coming back. You started thinking yeah. about him and again. And he pursued me a lot. Like he would send me like cards and that's in different the mail. For you. That's different for me. That was okay. different for him. Yeah. Yeah. He would send me cards in the mail. I used to get t-shirts that smelled like his cologne in the mail. Like he was very persuasive, but in a pursuing manner. Sure. Like it was attractive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, who's this guy? Like, okay. Okay. So he acted differently than he did yes. before. Yes. He acted differently than he did before. And that was exciting. That was so exciting. Okay. I'm that like makes a sense. hopeless romantic. Uh, yeah, same. So give me all the movie credits and I'm like, oh, yes. yeah. So yeah. like I just wanted that in real life and it was kind of happening. So I was like, oh my God, okay. Yes. We lived long distance. He was like swooning you. He was swooning me, yeah. So we lived long distance and um, that was hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. But it played a big factor in our marriage because, fast forward, so we dated for like basically the base of like, I would say two years and we got married. Okay. And we were married for, like, the span, almost six years now. Would have been six years, like, in September. Wow. So we, no, shit, it would have been seven years. Okay. Yeah, dang. Okay, so we lost my train of thought. And it's gone. <laughs> That's going to happen. Damn How it. many times is that going to oh. happen over the course of We're going to keep tally. Number yes, one. Yes, number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, okay, so long distance. I'm back, guys. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back around. So we were long distance, like, okay. throughout our entire dating relationship. And then literally, like, a couple weeks before we got married, we moved in together. And I'm actually, like, super big on that absent make, absence makes, makes the, the heart, heart grow fonder thing. 100%. Damien and I were long distance in the beginning, 100%. Too. Yeah. It makes such a difference. And mm-hmm. then he's a nurse, so his schedules and mine were just, like, always opposite. He did third for a long time and second. So we still kind of had that, like, absence Okay, when you first got married. When we first got married. Okay. Rolling into the relationship and everything. So then, three years into our marriage, I got pregnant. And I have my baby girl, Hadley. She's wild and she's crazy. Um, She's so sweet. She is. She is the sweetest, sweetest soul. Um, Such an old soul, too. But, you know, all that we're going to talk about and everything that's happened, I do it all over again in a heartbeat for her. her. Yeah, Yeah, hell yeah. So, we had her. And that's kind of when I saw things changing. Okay. Um, I think as a mom, like, we have so much capacity to love, mm-hmm. and it's without limitation. Right. And I think just for my ex, it was a little different. He didn't know how to take on a father role and a husband role. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, he just went into father mode, which was fine. He is such an amazing father, like, to this day. Damn, I'm so grateful. Like, he is an amazing dad. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's and so important. It is so, so and important. And that's probably also what kept you together so long is because you just respected him in 100%, that way. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So. But his husband. Yeah, it was just, just, it was just lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I just was missing needs that I needed to be, have met. And I'm sure he was too because all communication kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, because if he took the dad role, then you took mm-hmm. the mom role. Yep, and, and you guys that's were just, just comfortable what it was. in that. We were just comfortable in that, 
and our sex life started dwindling and we just got into this role of like almost like roommates. Mm -hmm. We would just come and go and it was just all about Hadley. I heard that happen with Damien and his ex. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's really common. It's like a big misconception when you like have this family and it's going to like bring you closer together and sometimes that's not the case. Mm -hmm. It can definitely pull you apart if you aren't in the right mindset for it for sure. Yeah. So that kind of is like what led us to the evolution of what led to our divorce, which actually was an affair on his part and his part. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to say, I had a lot of grace in the beginning because he came to me himself Mm -hmm. and he told me his mistakes. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget the night I was laying in bed. I had this, like, weird womanly intuition the week leading up to it, actually. And I feel like I knew something was coming. Like, I knew a storm was brewing. And I didn't know how or why because I never saw him as an unfaithful man ever. And Mm -hmm. it was like, no. Because you didn't really see him as a husband. You saw him as a dad. Yes, right? He wasn't an unfaithful dad. dad. He wasn't an unfaithful father. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So And we both have those. So we know what What that looks like. topic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was just like, not listening to that damn intuition again. But I did. I remember I asked him, I was like, so who is she? And he was like, what? And I was like, are you talking to someone? You feel very, very disconnected. You're like aloof. Like what's going on? And he was like, no, Molly, what the fuck? And I was like, all right, okay. cool. Fine. Right. Uh, guys, two days later, he, he came you. home sobbing. And I'm like, who is she? And he was like, I messed up. Like I crossed the line with a girl at work and da, 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 da. And That's always stuff. the story. That's always the story. It just, it, and I feel like, too, with, like, nurses, like, it's, not that it's, like, a common thing, but, like, they're there long hours, and they're with them all the time. And, and you're in a vulnerable position taking care of people. hmm 100%. And it was one of my fears going into it with him as a nurse, as, like, a male nurse with, like, mm-hmm. lots of women in the field. I was just always scared of that, but I was like, oh, it's Levi. He won't do that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So he, he probably didn't no, set out to do no. that anyway. So. And I feel like I've read a book of yours that you bought me yeah. borrow and it's committed, committed by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes. There is the most amazing kind of illustration of mm-hmm. how emotional cheating happens yeah. is that in your relationship, there are walls and windows. Mm-hmm. And when you tear down the walls that are supposed to be solid um, and share those with other people, mm-hmm. and then you put a window In a place where there's supposed to be a wall. Yeah. So, and then you build a wall where the window is, and that is what disconnects you from your solid relationship. Yeah. So, that, I mean, if you haven't read that book. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can borrow it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Audible. It's what I live by. Oh, yeah. That's a good (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, for me and him, I don't think either of us saw ourselves in this situation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But he confessed to things, and I was like, and it was weird. I didn't even have a moment of, like, Oh, you cheating motherfucker. Da, 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 da. I always right. thought I was going to be the woman who was like, I'm going to cut your balls off and I'm never going to talk to you again. Like, you're done. Right, right. But until you're in that situation, yeah. one, you don't know how you're going to handle that. And two, yeah. you don't know what kind of woman you're going to be. Yeah. And I was a very gracious woman. I remember laying there that night in bed holding him as he sobbed on my chest, crying about the infidelity in our marriage. And I just kept petting his head. And I was like, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And it was weird because it was one of the first nights that our daughter had slept in her bed alone. Wow. And it was like the universe and God knew that we needed that moment mm-hmm. because had she been there in the middle, it would have, have collapsed and said that. Yeah, You know, true. it would have continued and then that wouldn't have happened and it just would have built onto something else. Yeah. So that happened like she wasn't even a year old. Wow. She's three now. Wow. So that happened like in the fall and then... 
we both just agreed we were going to push through and we were going to work on spending more time together because that's what we felt looking back like well not looking back in the moment we felt that our time away from each other is what like was led causing to it. that yeah because we were just mom and dad mode and mm-hmm. that's all we focused on. So we were like, okay, let's get back to date nights. Let's get back to our weekends. We took a trip, things like that. And, and that I, made it better. It made it better. Sure. But it was like a Band-Aid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there was so much more going on under the surface that both of us didn't want to realize in ourselves. Right. So that we then couldn't work on it together. You right. know, and communication for us was our biggest fault. He didn't feel comfortable talking to me about things, apparently, obviously. And then I always had this, like, I'm going to disappoint her or I'm going to, like, well, I was always felt like I was walking on eggshells. Okay. That's how I should put it. Yeah. And it was, like, I never knew, you know, what type of mood I was going to get that day. And just, like, it was just, like, very... But do you see... So I'm seeing, like, a lot of connection now with, like, well, I'm, I'm just... And I don't want to necessarily put all their business out there either, but like your parents' relationships mm-hmm. are the ones that you base mm-hmm. your relationships mm-hmm. on. So 100%. it's like it's repetitive, it's pattern, hundred percent, and it's learned. Yes, it's learned 100%. behavior. It's learned behavior, right? And it's funny because I am blessed where I have like two father figures in my life. My parents divorced at a young age, and my mom remarried, and now I have an amazing stepfather. But it's funny you always hear the saying like you marry a man like your father. Well, I married a man like my stepfather. So it was right. like so different. Because that was like the biggest That was like influence the biggest influence you. to me. Yeah. Right. For sure. So it is. It's like these repeated patterns that I was like going through subconsciously at the time. But looking back now, I know. Right. And you were so young. <laughs> yeah, I was so, of so course. young. So, so you haven't figured it all out yet. Yeah. 100%. Wow. So, you know, we were trying really hard and working through this. And I had gotten to a place in my career where I'm a hairstylist and I was ready to open up my own salon. And my husband at the time is a very handy man. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like he was always very supportive of my dreams, like overly supportive, like of course. wanting me to leave salons to go be on my own long, long before I was even ready or I thought Like he I saw was that ready. in you. He saw that in me. Yeah. Always from the beginning. And so I was like, I want to do this. And are, are you ready? And he was like, well, you're going to do it anyway. So fucking sure. Here yeah, I am. <laughs> right. What can I do? What can I do? So we began opening a salon and him and his dad like built it from the ground up and the girls that I was partnered with, we like funded the whole process and it was coming together beautifully and I was at a training literally exactly a year apart from when he had first confessed to his affair and I was at a training with my whole salon and we were driving home. I'll never forget, I got a message on Instagram from a girl who he had worked with at the time and was like... I'm seeing some things that I'm not comfortable with, and I just need to talk to you. Let me know when you have a second. And I just knew. And I was like, is it so-and-so? And And she was like, oh, you know about her? And I was like, well, I knew about her a year ago. And she goes, oh, well, it's happening again, apparently. Or still. Or still. And I was like, yeah, probably still. I'm not naive. Mm-hmm. And so, because you go back into those patterns, mm-hmm. they had already broken down the walls and yeah. built windows, and so mm-hmm. they were comfortable with mm-hmm. that whole situation for sure. So I had a car full of girls that I was leading, and mm-hmm. I had to get them to their cars. And I remember they all left my house, and I walk in, and I just collapsed, and I went off, and that's when the anger like had set in. Like mm-hmm. the whole year span, I didn't find myself in an angry place whatsoever. You felt like you were supporting him, so yes. you couldn't react. No, you couldn't have any feelings because you felt like you had to support him. Yeah, and his mistake. Yes, and mother him, mm-hmm. and tell him it was okay. Yeah, and you didn't get to have. A space for your own. No, it's like I didn't get to go through like the progression of feelings at all and grief. Yeah, no, I didn't do that at all. Yeah. So, so then you did. Finally, (laughs) started. (laughs) 
And it's not a happy place. Not at You're all. I'm pissed. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, you know, something has to change because this, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be this woman who gets walked on over and over. And I'm not going to let our daughter see this type of marriage. And right. Because you don't want that for environment. her. Right. No, I don't want that for her at all. So that's when things really started to change for me. Right. Like, I started to see myself differently, like, whoa. It was kind of like me having, like, an outer body experience. Like, I saw my life looking inward, and I was like, Molly, what the fuck are you doing? Right. What's going on? Like, obviously, he isn't in a way of change, so, like, you have to be the one to change and make some type of, like, drastic move. Yeah. But that drastic move took me months, because we were, like, in the middle of building the salon. Yeah. Like, literally, in the middle of it. And... You always holding it together yeah. and making it look beautiful yeah. from the outside. Always. When you're always in the crumbling. Yes. Like I used a reference this past weekend. We had a retreat and I used a reference where it was like, you're like a duck. And on the top of water, you're just like beautiful and you're floating on glass. Graceful. Yes. And then underneath, my feet are just like frantically flailing. Yes. And so I was like, all right. I remember looking at him when I was like, what are we going to do? Because we're opening a salon. And he goes, well, then we're going to open a salon. And I was like, okay. So, so again, then it was just head down. Yes. You can't react. Nope. You have oh Molly mm-hmm. always pushing mm-hmm. all this down. Shoving that shit in. <laughs> so it was just like put on a brave face and mm-hmm. make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, I opened my salon. Yeah. So it was it was weird. It was like supposed to be this like beautiful birth of this like creation that we had done together. Mm-hmm. And you know, with my partners at the time, and I had opened my dream salon mm-hmm. for that moment, and I couldn't even celebrate it internally. Because yeah. I was like, because you were dying. I'm dying, and now that this is open, now I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So it was like not even bittersweet. It was just fucking bitter. Yeah, because <laughs> you hadn't like completely closed that chapter of you and Levi, and you. I mean, you hadn't even given yourself any space to feel it. Not at all. And then you're like opening something completely different. Yes. So you're, yeah. It was hard. It was dumb. It was dumb. And looking back, like there were so many signs where I like should have just like put the salon on hold. And just let it be, and then come back to it and revisit but it. But then you and I wouldn't have I met. Know. You, we had to have that I happen. Know. See, it's everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it does for sure, for sure. So yeah, so that was kind of like the turning point for me. And we opened the salon last January, and then I was just like getting my footing with the salon, and it was still kind of like head down, just do your shit, get it in, get it out. And then Hattie was turning too, so I was like, I'm planning a birthday for Hattie. I'm still I remember that team. birthday too. Oh my gosh. Like I was still an things. outsider at that point. Yes, we Even- were BFFs yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I get to this point, her birthday had come and gone. The salon was starting to slow down the momentum of everything. And we had planned a family vacation in April. His mom lives like That's in right. Florida. So we had planned to go down there with me, him, and Hads. And one of my best friends at the time, she was always in Hattie's life and was a really great figure for her. So we had actually bought her way. So it was like the four of us were going to go down and have this great escape because everything was just a shit show. She was one of the girls I opened the salon with. So it was just crazy. And, and you all needed to get away yes. and take a breath. Mm-hmm. And when you open a salon, there's like, I mean, when you open any new business, yeah. there's so much going on. There's so much to do. There's yes. so much momentum. And then when it's done, you're like, oh, I can take a breath. You're like, whew, deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I needed that. But, I mean, bless his heart, he used all his time off opening the salon. So he couldn't even so take So he couldn't even off. go on vacation like he had planned to. Right. 
So he knew things weren't good for him and I, and we had had a conversation. I was like in the process where I wanted counseling and I wanted counseling together. Right. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll get to it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wasn't okay. a priority. It, yeah. I think that's it. It wasn't a priority. So I was like, kind of like made an ultimatum. I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Well, he had offered. He was like, why don't you and your friend go on vacation and I'll stay home with Hadley. You just go. You need this break. Like, why don't we just take a week off from each other and just literally not speak? You have your time. Check in with Hattie. We'll be good. I was like, okay. And that was the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. It was. I got away. I cleared my space, my mind space, I mean. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I want. Yeah. At all. Right. Not for me. Not for, for Hattie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I And not even for him. Not no, and not even for him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't deserve this type of marriage and environment either. Right. And um I think when I was in Florida, we took a little trip down to St. Petersburg. I had actually a spiritual reading there and it was amazing and it was eye opening. So I had all of these different like encounters while I was away that was like opening up myself and my like mind space to be like, you can do this. Like you are worthy. Like, just It was just a reiteration time. that you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. 100%. All of these things needed to happen, and now you're here. And now I'm here. Yeah. And what are you going to do? So I came home, and I came home with the intent. Like, I knew I was leaving. Right. Like, there was honestly, like, nothing he could have said at this point to, to where he would have. No. But I went home. I remember getting off the plane and turning to my friend and being like, all right, if he has not found someone for us to go and counsel with, then I'm for sure leaving. Like, remember, that was your that sign. That was, like, my sign. Well, I had gone home and he hadn't written down a number. He hadn't talked to his work more about it. Like nothing had progressed since I'd been gone for seven days. And I was like, okay, this is it. I remember, I think my friend even came and like got Hattie that night when I was like back home so that we could have a conversation alone. And Just you and Levi. Yeah, just the two of us. We were laying in bed Netflixing and I remember just sobbing. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't do this. You're like, let's be real. Why am I sobbing? Come on. Let's be Really? Are you sure? Let's be honest. Are you sure what's wrong? Again, communication. (laughs) Come on. I was just, I was a blubbering mess. And for once it was me that was the one crying. Like I was always the one that had to hold it together and be strong for him. And he was the one that was always down. But I was the one that finally just let Let it it all out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And looking back, like he's still the supportive person that he was. He was like, okay, what can I do? Like, right. Take whatever you want. Do whatever you need to do. But for me, my hopeless romantic, I was like, fucking fight for me, bro. Like, pull me back. Say what I need to hear. But it it's not how it's supposed to happen, obviously. Right. Because a month later, I moved out. I got my own place. Hattie and I started over in our first little apartment. And it's just been this journey that we will take you on during this entire podcast. But this journey that I've been on for over a year now. Yeah. Of living. And I mean, you've even gone back and forth. I have. I have. And we'll totally talk about that. I'm not going to hide anything on this podcast. Like, just this past January, I was in a state of mind where I was like, I want him. I want this to work. We're going to make this work. We tried counseling and then we just, it just isn't working still. So here I am again. And it was like the same span. Like it was literally, I found myself in April again, leaving for another trip. I was going back out to California with you. Yep. And I found myself in the same headspace of like, what are you doing? Like you're doing this again. You're repeating these patterns that your parents have had in place from both sides, his parents, my parents, and just generations before. Yeah. And I was literally falling back into these, like, old patterns. Well, that's comfortable. Uh-huh. It's it was like a know. big blanket. It was like my yeah. security blanket, and it's what I knew. So I was, like, in that headspace again. And, again, removing myself. From I was the like, situation. Hold then up. you can breathe. Then you remember who you are and who you actually want to be. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. and how different that is from the comfort. Yeah. Because I think that when you kind of like remove yourself from the situation, you're like, you're not in that comfort zone anymore. No. So you can actually think clearly about yeah. where you want to go. And I think that... Well, one, you and I believe that, like, nothing good comes from your comfort zone. Right. But I feel like there's, like, different levels of comfort zone. There's, sure. like, toxic comfort. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, this is really scary and new, but, like, this is my new comfort zone. And, like, yeah. I actually like to be alone, and I actually want alone time. And, like, sure. right now, like, I joked, but, like, online dating is the plague, and I'm not even in a headspace to, like, be dating. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is my new comfort zone. Like, sure. I don't even want to do any of that now. Right. But, yeah, it's just been such a journey, and, like, I know it's actually just beginning. It is. Honestly. It is. Because it's, like, taken me a full year to get to this point where I'm, like, solid in my foundation and firm in my, like, my worth to move forward. For sure. Whereas I thought I was a year ago, but I wasn't. But, I mean, you guys were together for, you know, six years. Yeah. And so it's it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time to heal from that. 100%. And, I mean, you're definitely not even close to being healed. You're no. just, like, you've just started accepting that you need to heal from it. Yes. Which is the very beginning. Yeah. I think that's like the very, very beginning. And is that like scary? Such, yeah. I was going to say, it's such like a vulnerable place to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so I mentioned I'm a hairstylist and I do lots of like all of our marketing. Marcy too. She's a photographer. And all of We our, really need to do an intro. No, I'm going to. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> the intro will have already happened when you hear this. <laughs> But we both lead our businesses online with social yes. media and we're like very, I don't know, like in your face people when it comes to that. Like you constantly are seeing us, like we're constantly marketing that way. And one of the ways that I like to market is I used to do lives constantly. Yes, you did. And it was like a daily, if not like weekly, a couple times a week thing. And I've gotten so away from them. And I feel like it's because I'm in this like vulnerable state and I'm like, Oh, am I going to cry? Am I going to be a mess? What? I, nothing I have to say is what people are going to want to hear. And yeah. I literally had this like breakthrough because this podcast has been something I've been planning for like a year now. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the place where I was like, I'm just fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm just do it scared. Do it. I have to do, do it scared. It, and I have to do it scared. And I did. I like broke down last week when I was doing one of my lives and I was just sobbing because that's okay. Yeah. Like I've come to this point where it's okay to not be okay. For sure. And I don't have to, like, put on this brave face and, like, be this person I'm currently not. Nor do I think I ever really was her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, now... You're, like, shedding the layers down to, like, who you actually are. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is exciting. so awesome. Yeah. It's so exciting. And I'm I'm so happy. Like, Like, when I look into your eyes now, like, I see a totally different woman. Do you? Yeah. It's It's really cool. It's weird. So we'll tell the story about how Marissa and I met. So Instagram, really, right? Yes. So, and I've done so much shedding and oh growing gosh. and changing. Like, like it's, yeah. it's crazy. I think that we've kind of like in a parallel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we've both paralleled each other in our growth. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I think that you've been like a huge inspiration for me because Ditto. I haven't yeah. had, I haven't had people that think the same way as me. Yeah. So I was kind of brave and like reached out to Molly, yeah. um, as a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing senior photography and I wanted my high school senior girls to have hair and makeup done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, this is really scary, <laughs> but you don't know me. And, um, yeah, can you do hair for my stuff? Like, <laughs> I'm sure it was a little more eloquent than that, but that's kind of like it how was. I felt. I'm like, <laughs> It came off so poised and professional, guys. <laughs> but inside, I really felt like that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm can you please help? <laughs> and I did. So, yeah. And she did. And we had this, like, really awesome mm-hmm. thing that went viral. Yeah. And 
that still is like so impressive to me. I that, know it is. Like one of the first times that we worked together mm-hmm. and we made something so fucking cool. I know. <laughs> right? I know. Seriously. And so now Molly does all the hair and makeup for my boudoir shoot. Yeah. So. So we've just like come full circle and then on even like a deeper level, like we've become really close friends and you know, she mentioned like she hasn't had like someone in her life who like thinks like her and like we're both like minded. We like are on the same page about Pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Almost too much sometimes. Yeah. So we're like, we need someone to like balance us out. Because <laughs> we're too big of feelers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Um, so then together we've created like an empowerment coaching company called Powerhouse. We and had our very first retreat this yeah, past weekend. We're like coming off of a high still a little bit. Yeah. And we're just kind of getting our feet wet with that, but figuring out what the next one looks like. We're going to have one in the fall and just continue on and it's been amazing and we both aren't like licensed life coaches in no in any way shape or form. Right. But you describe I it just, so well. I just feel like you you can learn so much from other people's experiences and yeah. just being open and communicating with other women and um even if I can't completely relate to something that you're going through, I still I still can kind of understand. Yeah. So, it's cool to just like hear other people's experiences and know mm-hmm. Like, that you're not alone. For sure. And then, like, her and I coming together as, like, a powerhouse. That's kind of how we, like, jokingly got the name. Yeah. But... We're like, together we're a powerhouse. And we're like, wait, that, that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we feel like sometimes, like, it's not even about us. Like, we're just the vessels for all of the women that we come in contact with. And we host, like, monthly meetups now, too. And so we have girls that are local that come. And it's just, like, a way we just for talk. us to talk. It's, like, girl talk. I mean, that's all it like, is. you know, when you're in middle school or high school and you mm-hmm. just... Um, you just had friends that you could connect with and just have fun with and, yeah. and be yourself. And mm-hmm. I feel like we as moms and women, we don't have as many opportunities to do that anymore. And mm-hmm. I mean, like as a photographer, I'm mostly at home mm-hmm. sitting behind my computer <laughs> and I'm just like alone and it's really quiet. It's just my, me and my two dogs. And so like, I need some FaceTime with yeah, people for sure. and it's been, it's been really awesome. It's just creating those connections again, because mm-hmm. You know, no matter what industry we're in, we all sit behind a screen. We yeah. all scroll. And yeah. we're all, like, constantly in this state of, like, social media and... And comparison. Yes. And oh, my God. Comparison. It's just kind of, like, breaking down those walls. Because mm-hmm. once you're in FaceTime with these people, you're like, oh, you're just like me. You're yeah. you're imperfect. And you have hurts. And, and you're real. Yeah. So real. And I think that that's just what we've been trying to create and help evolve. And that's exactly the... Basically That's really the I motivation behind this podcast, in too. This podcast. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to make it seem like we're just sitting, having conversation with our girlfriends. And we literally are. Like, literally. we're in Molly's parents' living room right now, <laughs> sitting on the floor around the coffee table with a computer, and yep. we're just talking to you. Yeah. And I found myself, like, even looking at you, Molly, I instead think, of the computer. Like, we're just having a conversation. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so into it. For sure. Because we are. Yeah. Because we're very authentic in the things that we do, and we want to make sure that people see that. Yeah. Because we want you to be able to do this, too. Yes. Like, because we're just two girls. From Ohio. From Ohio, sitting in Molly's parents' living room, (laughs) having a conversation. (laughs) Like, you can do this shit. If we we can hear this, you can do it. Right. That's the truth. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that wraps up. I guess that's it. Episode one. I'm so excited. So stay tuned. We're going to drop new episodes every single week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us.
be sure to come back next week. I hope you guys have a great 4th of July and check the details below so you can get a hold of us. In the meantime, 